Today we're going to continue talking about breaking ungodly patterns of life. Breaking ungodly patterns of life. Now, patterns, are negative patterns especially, are things that repeat themselves in the family or in the personal life, especially if they come at the same particular time or in the same fashion. A pattern of life or negative pattern of life is something that repeats itself in the family, in our personal lives, especially if it's repeating itself at a certain time of the year or in the same pattern. What do I mean? You realize that every year in December, somebody gets sick in the family or you get sick. And you realize this thing comes every December. It may not be every December, but you realize that in the family, always a female experiences this at a certain age. It is coming not at a certain time only, but in the same fashion. It could be sickness. It could be finances. When you realize that you are you are a person who has business opportunities, but is a pattern that these business opportunities are not materializing into financial prosperity. It's a pattern you realize that. It could be in the relationship. You have a marriage or you are in marriage, but you realize there is a pattern that is repeating itself. If that pattern continues, we call them demonic negative patterns. Okay. And we have been teaching, but there is nothing wrong to go through a little bit. Number one, I said the patterns of life come upon us because the enemy is fighting the purpose of God upon your life. And some of you say, hey, he said that I believe people don't hear things once. And therefore, I repeat things. Now, when you are born or you are born again, there is a purpose of God upon your life. God wants to bless you. God wants to, to, to use you. God wants to work in your life. The enemy may know that. And once the enemy knows that, he will have a pattern upon your life that will make sure he, that pattern distracts the purpose of God for your life. It just happens like that. You're going to go in circle. It could be sin. And I tell Christians, you see, when sin is holding you like this, don't just say I have a weakness. That sin is the enemy's strategy to make sure you don't become what God wants you to become. Very important. Some of us, for you young ladies, you've got to refuse that I'm not going to remain single. You've got to get married. And somebody says, but pastor, there are few men than women. That's not a problem. There are few, but for you, you have one for you. You make up your mind. Why? Because maybe your success has been attached to a godly marriage. I can go on and on, but know that patterns are there because the enemy wants you not to become what you are supposed to be. 
fight that pattern with all your might in the name of Jesus Christ. We talked about involvement in witchcraft and on witchcraft or occult practices. Occult practices, we talked about two branches. Branch number one is the branch of power. Branch of power. What do I mean by branch of power? Anytime you experience supernatural power, whose source is not the Holy Spirit, you've got to know you have already got in touch with the spirit of occult. And occult is a serious offense before God. What do I mean by power? Uh, there are a lot of things. Maybe you go to a person who is not born again. They just do something upon you. You get healed miraculously. You are healed, but you are introduced to occult. And that is a serious offense before God. We have supernatural knowledge, which we call the spirit of divination. You go to somebody, they prophesy on you, or they, they read your palm, anything that is not from God. Already you are introduced to the power of occult through divination. I discourage brothers, don't be too much prophet seekers. You did not hear me. What did I say? You see, God, God wants to speak to you. And if God wants to speak to you, he will make sure he speaks to you. So don't move around. Just go and find somebody. What do you see? What is God saying to you about me? Somebody is going to formulate a prophecy. And it's not from God. It's simply from his mind or from demons. I am not saying there are no prophecies. But I'm saying as a child of God, your source of information is your spirit. God can speak to you in your spirit. God can speak to you using the word of God. Does he speak through prophecies? Yes, he does. But it's not something that you should be hunting for. Get that very clearly. Because you are risking venturing into uh, prophecies that may not be godly. Okay. Now, this morning we're going to continue on how to receive your freedom. How do you break a godly, a, a ungodly pattern in your life? How do you break it? How do you break it? I'm going to give you few points, then we're going to pray. Number one, in breaking ungodly patterns, breaking ungodly patterns, the first thing that I can tell every born-again Christian to break ungodly patterns upon their lives, the first, the beginning, is personal commitment to God and His Word. Did you hear what I said? Is what? Personal commitment to God and His Word. You know, there are a lot of Christians who are trying everything to break patterns or to receive deliverance, but they are not personally committed to God. They are not. They, they move from one preacher to another, one deliverance preacher to another, but they are not committed. You see, the day you choose to say, today I will let God be God in my life. I am giving my life to God totally without any reservation. You are on your way to overcome a lot of things in your lives. 
Because when you are in the hands of God, when you are totally committed to God, God has the right to defend you. God has the right to set you free. Sometimes, family, we want freedom from what troubles us while we are not totally sought out to God. I can tell you that. There must be a day in your life where you say, you know what? For me, the world and the things that are not right, I'm through. I am letting God be God in my life. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. Most Christians are not ready to commit themselves. Let's talk about finances. Come on, say finances. Say it again. If you observe a negative pattern in your financial life, good budgeting may not help you if it is spiritual. You can budget, but if that pattern is spiritual, good budgeting may not help you. Go one day to God and say, God, from today, my financial life belongs to you. Just do that. God my financial life belongs to you. Just do that. And you tell God, my money is your money. I'm a steward. Anything you want out of my money, you have it. I'll honor you. You commit your finances to the Lord. Everything you commit to God, God has the right to defend it and protect it on your behalf. Family life. Commit husbands. Commit your wives to God. Simply say, I have fought enough with what? I commit my, life, my, my wife to God. So commitment to God is very important. Even when the pattern is broken or you are delivered, if there is no total commitment, the possibility of you going back is very high. You've got to commit yourself to God. Now, somebody says, how do I commit myself to God? You see, God is a person, although he's spiritual, is a person who hears our prayers, he understands our motives, and if we go to God in a sincere way, and say, God, from today, I commit my life to you, it doesn't mean you won't make a mistake. You may make a mistake, but you have committed your life to the Lord. It's like uh, a young lady and a young man who are dating. They have been dating for five, six, ten years. You know, usually a woman will look for one thing. When are you committing yourself? Although you have problems, she will ask you, when are you putting a ring here? As long as you are dodging, she will think you are not serious. Even if the small problems are going to be amplified. But the day you say, you know what? We have problems, but today I'm committing myself. It brings peace. So when we commit ourselves to God, it doesn't mean we are not going to have challenges. But we have initially made a commitment to God. Number two, we're talking about receiving your deliverance or breaking ungodly patterns. And I spoke this on Friday. I spoke this on Friday, and I think it's important for me to repeat it. It is to understand the law of identification. It is to understand the law of 
identification. And please, I want you to listen to this very, very carefully. Very carefully. Very carefully. You see, salvation, salvation, deliverance, or anything you are going to receive from God depends on understanding the law of identification and applying it. What is the law of identification for those who are not there on Friday, both in church here and those who are online? The law of identification simply tells me that Jesus became me so that I can become him in, in a nutshell. Jesus became me so that I can become him. Now, I want you to go to the Bible when you are at home. Just look for everything that Jesus is. Look for them. Look for them. Write them. Write them. Everything that Jesus is, the law of identification tells us that is who we are. Because Jesus became what we were so that we can become what he is. Go to the book of Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. The Bible says, God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He, he had no sin, but he became sin. Let me say this. Say this after me. Say, he knew no sin, but he became sin with our sins so that we can become righteous with his righteousness. Come on, I want to say it again. He knew no sin, but he became sin with our sins so that we can become the righteousness of God with his righteousness. Very important. So, because he became sin with our sins, we can become righteous with his righteousness. Very important. Then, we can go on. Jesus became a son of man. Have you realized that? The Bible says the son of man. He became the son of man so that we can become the sons of God. Amen. Go to the book of First uh, John chapter 3. Uh, you don't have to read it. The Bible says, Behold what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us so that we can become the sons of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. The Bible says, As many as believed in him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. On which ground have we become the sons of God? We have become sons of God on the ground of identification. Jesus identified with us. He became a son of man so that we can be sons of God. Let me tell you this. You are just a son of God as Jesus is. No difference. Do you believe that? Lift up your right hand. Say, I'm a, I'm a son of God. Of course, you can say daughter of God. I'm a son of God, just as Jesus is. Now, what I'm explaining to you may not seem like it has anything to do with breaking and godly patterns and deliverance. But just follow me briefly. I'm going to show you. So, 
He became sin with our sins so that we become the sons, the, the righteousness of God. Whose righteousness? His righteousness. He became the son of man so that we become sons of God. He bore our sicknesses and diseases so that we can be healed. So it is all talking about identification. Now here it is now. Listen to this very, very carefully. Jesus was defeated by the devil on the cross so that we can have his victory. You did not hear me. Jesus was not defeated because he has no power. He took our defeat. We were defeated by the devil. We were under the oppression of the devil. He took our defeat, go on the cross, die on the cross, died our death, and when he died our death, he went to hell on our behalf, and then he resurrected, which means the law of identification says he was defeated with our defeat so that we can have his victory. He died our death so that we can have his life. He was buried with our death so that we can what? Resurrect in his what? Resurrection. In other words, please listen to this. You've got to reach a point where you know who you are in Christ because of your identity with him. You need to know that. When you know who you are in Christ because of your identification with him, you're going to experience freedom and authority over the devil. You see, a lot of Christians think they are defeated human beings who needed, who needs Jesus' help from demons. How many of you have ever prayed, Jesus, when demons come in your room, you say, Jesus! <laughs> you know that prayer, eh? Jesus! You know? You see, that prayer is not necessary. It's not. Did you hear what I said? That prayer is not what? When a devil shows in your room, the first thing before you begin to pray, quickly know who you are. Who is the devil trying to touch now? You know your identity. When a pattern of life continues, the first thing you need to know uh, is to know who you are. Who, who is this person? And then you begin to tick. Number one, I am the righteousness of God. If I'm the righteousness of God, then sinful patterns have no total authority over me. You tick. I'm more than a conqueror. Therefore, the devil can no longer put me under bondage. Number three, I am the son of God. One preacher said, I don't see Jesus having an accident and they, they, they come to take me, uh, to take him out of the car with the jaws of life. It's impossible. And the one time he was driving, the car started roaring. He simply says, Jesus cannot be taken with the jaws of life. And the car stopped. He approached the accident by who he was. By understanding who he is. Come on, you can give the Lord a... 
You see, many born again Christians are approaching life as human beings. You don't approach life from the God point of view. You don't know, you have not realized that the time you got born again, you actually became the son of God with all attributes of God in you. It doesn't sound well. People say, but are you telling me I am a son of God? I am like Christ. Yes, that's what I said. But you say, but Christ is God. Yes, he is God. You see, when I say that, let me give an example. Mr. Major, come, 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 come in front. Ah, uh, you can just look that side. Because, so that somebody will know I'm breathing on you. He's a human being, isn't it? Is he a human being? I'm asking you, is he a human being? Which species is he? A human being, isn't it? What species am I am? Are we the same? Are we the same? But we don't look the same. It doesn't mean we are not the same. But our qualities, our abilities, our our probability of functioning are the same. He can do what I can do. The only thing he needs is to develop on the area or on the area or level I have developed. I can do what he can do if I can learn what he has learned. Because we are the same species, although we are not the same. We don't look the same. Give him a big hand. Now, when I say you are a son of God, I am not saying you are Jesus. But I'm saying you have become the same species with the son of God. And if you can learn what he learned, you walk what he walked, you can do what he did. Because you and him are the same. The same way he defeated demons, you can defeat demons on the same level. You are the same. The difference is knowledge and development. The difference is knowledge and understanding. In other words, when you are dealing with demonic patterns, understand who you are in Christ. Come on, you can give the Lord a big hand. I have, I have, I have told you this testimony time and again. When I was in Mafiket, uh, my late wife used to have a group of young ladies. They were praying together. And when I travel, they used to come and sleep at our home. I told you this testimony, but it's worth telling it again. And there was a thing that used to come on top of the roof. And it would land and make noise. They will pray, they will pray, they will pray the whole night. When I come back, they tell me about the thing and say, look, you don't have to pray the whole night. Just act who you are. You don't have to pray the whole night. And they left. I left. It landed again. They went into another prayer meeting the whole night. You know, some, some of the things we learn from the Bible, they are true, but we misuse them. Because what happens, most of us, when you hear devils come in the house, you know what you are going to move? You are going to be moving all over the house. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. 
The blood of Jesus doesn't work on demons. The blood of Jesus justified you to become the son of God so that you work on demons. And so don't, don't remain in fear. You don't have to remain in fear shouting the blood. You are wasting time. So to cut the story short, that thing was doing that. Then one day I said, look here. This thing, when it comes, don't pray. Just look up and say, if you come again, I will tell my husband he will kill you. I said, that's the prayer you need to pray. So, it came again, she never did that. They went in spiritual verse, hey, Musad, tell it that if you repeat again, my husband will kill you. So that thing landed out. I don't know where I went. And she, ga- she gathered the courage and said, if you come again, I will report to my husband he will kill you. It was the last time it showed up. Somehow, 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 it understood that the husband of this woman is a demon killer. So, <laughs> if I come again, I'm dead. But listen to me. That is the authority that you have. That is the authority that you have. You have the authority over every power of darkness just as Jesus has. We call it understanding the law of identification. Who I have become in Christ. Who am I in Christ? What do I have in Christ? What can I do in Christ? It saddens me myself when I see a born again Christian for years and years being chased by demons like he or she is not born again. When are you going to rise to who you are in Christ? When are you going to do that? Number, we are number what? Number three. Number three. Number three. We are, we are on number three. Please listen to this. You've got to understand the power of using your mouth and the weapon of the word. In your spiritual freedom, breaking ungodly habits, breaking ungodly patterns, understand the power of the word spoken in your mouth or through your mouth whatever you can say understand the power of the spoken word now please listen to this Bazalwane I can pray for you and you get delivered but that is what we call emergence you, are, you, you don't have the victory you are delivered but you cannot maintain the victory now, the process is that you understand who you are. You understand I'm a child of God. I have the authority of Jesus Christ. I am righteous as Jesus Christ. I am anointed. You've got to check all Jesus is. All Jesus is. Don't be afraid to check all Jesus is and put in front. So I am. So I am. Because the law of identification tells us whatever he is, we are. 
because he became, you check that, whatever Jesus is, so I am. He's blessed, so I am. He's more than a conqueror, so I am. He died and he rose again, so I am. How many of you know that you died and you rose again? The Bible says in the book of Romans, we died with him and we rose again. When we are baptized, we are symbolizing, I died and I rose again. Now, if you died and you rose again, you can tell the devil that you can't kill me. You killed me on the cross. I was buried. I rose again. And the Bible says when he rose again, he was put where? Far above all principalities. But when you go to the book of Ephesians, he says we rested together with him. We are seated with him. Where are you seated? Far above all principalities. So you mark, Christ is seated where? Far above. So I am. Come on. Far above all principalities and powers. The Bible says, therefore there is no power above his power. Now it's very easy for you and me to believe that Jesus is above every power. And yet that is you. Listen to this family. Do you know that Jesus needed no authority? He did not need the authority. He was already God. So he didn't, he needed no authority from, from God. Jesus was not supposed to be sat far above. He was there already before he came on the cross. He was already sitting where? Far above. But he went to sit far above to take you there so that you also become a person who is seated where? Far above. So you, you begin to meditate upon this and say, I am raised with Christ. And I am seated far above all principalities. And you begin to speak, therefore, no devil on the face of the earth can trouble me. Because I'm already where? Far above. Far above. Now, when you understand that, what is going to give you victory, it is knowing how to speak the word of God and declare what you are in Christ. Very important. Go to the book of Mark chapter 11. We are talking about moving in victory, breaking ungodly patterns permanently. The Bible says, I'm reading from verse 20. Mark chapter 11 verse 20. And, it, and in the morning as they were, they passed... By they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots, and Peter, are we are you reading the same verse? Yes. Okay, good. And Peter, according to remembers, says unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus said unto them, Have faith in God, or have the faith of God. Very I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed. And be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, he shall, but shall believe those things which he says, he shall have what, it shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. The power of spoken words. Now, I'm going to share you something, catch it if you can. You catch it if you can. 
Because when you say, when we say speaking words, most of us just speak words out of nothing. You see, read the Bible to your circumstances and to the devil. First of all, please listen very carefully. First of all, identify yourself with what the Bible says you are and believe it. You believe it. Now, to believe what the Bible says you are, it doesn't happen by hearing Muruti Kansema preach once. You've got to go into the Bible, get scriptures, meditate upon them. You know, I walk in divine health. For many years, I believed in healing. And I used to get sick, pray, and I'm healed. And one day, I was meditating on uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. He himself took our sicknesses and diseases. Or by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. He bore our sicknesses and diseases. He bore our sicknesses and diseases. I was meditating on that. He bore, he carried, he carried our sicknesses. I read that scripture many, many years. But at this time, I paid attention prayerfully. And I closed my eyes. And I'm saying he bore our sicknesses and diseases. He bore our... And I close my eyes. I'm praying. I'm paying attention. As I close my eyes, I am praying and paying attention. I saw not an open vision, but in my spirit, the spirit of God opened my spiritual understanding. And I saw every sickness coming on Christ. I can... In my spirit, I hear him cry of pain on the cross. I can see cancer coming upon him. I can see every sickness is, he gets deformed. All sickness coming upon him. He's taking them for me. Right there, out of my spirit, I shouted, if he took them and he paid such a price, I'll never be sick. It's a revelation that comes out of meditating the word of God prayerfully. You see, you can really took my sicknesses and disease, but you never see it. You never see it. I saw what it means that Jesus took my sins. I was reading the Bible, and we learned that when Jesus was dying on the cross... There were two criminals. One on the right side and the other one. And the, the other criminal, his name was Barabbas. And a time came when the Jewish people chose Jesus to die more than Barabbas. And I was thinking to say, how can these people take an innocent man to die and he let a criminal go. How many of you have thought about like that? Why should they make an innocent person to die? They reject an innocent person. And they want a criminal to die on the cross. I was thinking like that. Until the Holy Spirit brought me to the law of identification. And I saw that actually Jesus on the cross was more of a criminal than Barabbas. Yeah. Because on the cross, Jesus 
There are, there, are, there are people who commit crimes as rapists. It's crime, isn't it? There are people who are robbers. There are people who are murderers. All those sins of a rapist, a, a murderer, a robber, everything you can think of came on Christ. But Barabbas maybe committed just one crime. But every crime of humanity came on Christ. He carried every crime. It came on him. In other words, if there are billions of crime, crimes committed or criminals, that is what Jesus became. In other words, the heaviness of the crime we carried was far, far, far much than Barabbas. And I can see in my spirit the agony of Jesus Christ. And I said, Lord, because of this, the power of sin is broken on my life. Amen. The law of identification. But once you get the law of identification, then you use the word of God to change the things that the enemy has been doing in your life. Go in the Bible, please. I am going to pray for you before we finish. But if you want total freedom, go in the Bible. It is work, but it's worthwhile. Begin to take every area. If Jesus became poor so that you become rich, so you say he became poor and I am what? Rich. You go to every scripture that talks about Christ providing for you. If you are broke, confess that scripture, speak that scripture. Go in your business with the Bible. Read your business to that pattern of financial bankruptcy. You read it. You read it. You read the Bible. You read the Bible to your stomach. If your stomach has been having problems and is a pattern, you read it, go to the mirror, point it, and say, you cannot bear this pattern. Jesus took it. You speak it every day passionately. Some patterns don't break by one prayer. It requires consistent of prophesying and speaking the word of God in it. Your amen is not good. Amen. You can give me a good amen. amen. Can you give me a good amen? amen? Take the word of God. Because the word of God has the power to create your circumstances. Patterns, some of the patterns are created upon our lives by the, by the words that people spoke. Now, here is the discipline. Here is the discipline. Here is the discipline. When we talk about breaking godly patterns and walking in freedom, the discipline is to consistently understand the word and speak the word of God over your life. Amen. If your child, parents, you have children who are on drugs, you have children who are misbehaving, don't you ever believe the character of your child and begin to speak that. Don't you ever wake up one morning and say, this child is a problem. Don't you ever say that upon your child. Whether your child is showing problems, you go and lay hands upon him and declare the Bible says, God shall bless the fruit of my womb. You are the fruit of my womb. Therefore, you are blessed. You are speaking the word of God. I don't walk by what I see. I walk what the Bible says. I declare my... 
Especially if it is a teenager, he came home drunk and is sleeping. Amen. Don't go and look at your child and say, Uswana ripapa wakakemutu. Amen? Don't say that. Don't say that. Mutuo aswana ripapa, uswana di jesu. He's like what? Because she is a child or is your child, he is like what? You speak. You speak the word of God. You minister the word of God. Circumstances many times can change our thinking and our behavior so that we forget who we are in Christ. I'm going to the last, the last, the last point. The last point. It is possible that you are having that pattern because the demon now has come in. Demons have come in. Demons can come and begin to control a person's life. I was talking on Friday about what we call guardian demonic spirits. You see, a guardian demonic spirit is a demonic spirit that follow a person wherever he goes. And their purpose is to influence their thinking, their behavior, and to orchestrate negative events of their lives. Just as when we are born again, angels follow us. The difference is that angels don't act until we authorize them. But demons, they can act illegally. So this is what happens. This is what happens. A person may have a, a pattern that makes him break or her break relationships. It could be just a pattern of, of, of moods. Yeah, moods. Poor pattern of anger. Pattern of this and that. Now, the demon, the guardian demonic angel knows you. Understands your moments. He, he listens to your conversations. And you are going to pick a phone and say, oh, we're going to go to do this business and we should be in Jobek at, you talk about time, that demon is, is listening to you. And the devil will make you sleep until you go late. Or when you are going to Jobek, another man will just come and bump into your car. You miss the appointment. It is not natural. And if you realize whenever you have an important appointment, something happens that makes you not go there. You realize this is a pattern. There could be a demonic spirit that monitors your life and orchestrates events. You, you realize that. There are demonic patterns that are orchestrated by what we call demonic angels that act as demonic guardians. They follow people. They orchestrate things. They make you miss your appointments. If it's a habit of sin, you can be driving. Let's say if you drink, you have a problem of drinking, any problem. You'll be driving or gambling, whatever it is. You'll be driving from work, home, or from somewhere. All of a sudden, this demon will be speaking not in the natural, but in the spirit. Go, go to street so and so. Turn right. You are driving. All of a sudden, you feel this compassion to just drive. You know, I must, I must not be there. 
But all of a sudden, there comes like something has overtaken your thinking. By the time you realize you have parked in the bottle store yard and you walk in straight. When you finish drinking, you say, why did I do that? You do all your repentance and you are okay. Another time, especially you will know that when this happens, I resort to this. There is a spirit behind that. There is a spirit that has been assigned by the devil to monitor you and to influence your actions or to orchestrate events so that this pattern is repeating itself. Be conscious of that. Be conscious of that. Be conscious of that. For those who are couples, I can give you a basela or a bonus. You know, there are times when you just find you are shouting your wife or your husband. And when you look, why was I shouting? Anybody like that? <laughs> no one is lifting up. Don't lift up hand. <laughs> but you, you just say, why did I say that? And you realize this is a pattern. And if it continues, know there is a spirit behind that. Now, when you understand that, it will not take confessing the word of God. It will take speaking and addressing the spirit by its name. Fear is a spirit. A pattern of fear is a spirit. A pattern of depression is a spirit. You've got to know that. Any negative pattern, there can be a spirit behind it. For you to receive freedom, you've got to go into deliverance. You go into deliverance. You go into deliverance. And deliverance is very simple. It's you rejecting him and somebody prays for you. Or you pray for yourself. Just try this. Try this. For those who are home, listen to. Try this. You have this pattern that brings you into this area of making mistakes time and again. When you feel like doing that, let me say you have a pattern of sin. You have a pattern of excessive and uncontrollable spending of money. You have a pattern of anger. You have a, whatever pattern it is, when you feel it coming upon you, simply learn to this, to say this. If it is possible, you are alone. Speak. Just speak. Try this for the next 30 days. If you drink beer, just do this for the next 30 days. We're going to pray for you now. Do this for the next 30 days. Whenever you feel that thing coming like now, you can drive. You speak in your car out loud. You say, you spirit of drunkardness, you have no authority over me. I am not drinking whether you like it or not. Just speak that. Don't think it, speak it. When you feel like just getting angry, you speak that God has not given me this spirit. When you feel fear gripping you, you speak out loud. You spirit of fear, I have authority over you. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. Speak to the spirit. Address the spirit. But I can tell you, listen to me, family. I'm finishing. 
One of the challenges you are going to have is that the devil will close your mouth. You just keep quiet. You know why Jesus kept quiet when he was being crucified on the cross? The Bible says he was taken as a lamb to be slaughtered. He never spoke. Because if he spoke, they could have not killed him. If he simply said, I'm out of the cross, he was going to be out. If if he simply said, all of you die, they could have died. But for him to die, he had to keep silent. In other words, the same principle happens. For you to be defeated and be killed by the enemy, you must keep what? Silent. It's the same principle. If the devil is taking you somewhere and you are silent, you will surely be harmed by the enemy. Begin to speak to that circumstance. When you go in the night, there is this thing that has troubled you for the past 10 years. Get in your house. Don't kneel down. Stand up. Stand up as a person in authority and say, you spirit of fear, I am coming to sleep. You have no right in my house. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power and the what? And love and sound mind. Then you sleep. When you sleep, you dream an alligator about killing you. Anybody was sleeping that? <laughs> you dream a lion chasing you. When you wake up, when you wake up, when you wake up, what do you do? Don't you start saying, the blood of Jesus! The blood. No. Just wake up and say, you demon manifesting yourself in a form of a lion. I want you to know that I have no fear over you. And I know I have authority over you. You have no right in my life. And I am sleeping. You will not take my sleep. Go to sleep. What did I say? What did I say? Address the demon and do what? Go to sleep. Now, some of you, what you are going to do when you dream an alligator, you are going to switch on the light. (laughs) Amen? Switch on what? And then you are going to take everything. You take Holy Communion, you took anointing oil, (laughs) everything around you. (laughs) You you understand what I'm saying? What are you going to do? You, You switch on the light. And begin to move around. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. No, no, no. You are telling the devil you really don't know who you are. You are telling him that. And secondly, you are using a wrong weapon. Because you are supposed to speak to him. You are supposed to speak to him and act what you have spoken. Um, I'm glad of the sisters and men who are giving testimony here. They were going to the hospital, no fear. The doctor says you have cancer and he says I have no cancer I refuse no fear and when they go the doctor check there is no cancer. What if fear gripped them? That fear was the reception of cancer in your life. But if you speak boldly you speak boldly you speak boldly you speak it's a process we will pray for you but to acquire total victory is a process. It's a process. It's a process. And it's a process of knowing who you are, speaking who you are, address the enemy. Knowing who you are, speaking who you are, 
address the enemy. Just do that for the next 30 days. If you have been praying the whole night, I forbid you all night prayer meetings now. <laughs> what did I say? I never pray because of the devil myself. I don't. Even if I can wake up, I find a dark cloud in my room. I wake up and first of all, I am not going to do things without thinking. I'll first locate the devil has come in the house of a son of God. I think like that. Then I'm going to speak calmly and say, you spirit of darkness, I'm a child of light. And light cannot meet with darkness. Where there is light, darkness disappears. So you disappear when? Now. What do I do? I go to sleep. But if you are going to, <laughs> eh, some of you are sex now, that means you have a prayer meeting until the following day. Light, 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 light. You are light yourself. Which light are you calling for? What more light are you calling for? Are you not the light? You are. Understand who you are. This is, I don't know how to explain to, to you, but this has given me victory in many areas of life. You ask Mam Ruti, I am never, never moved by anything that comes. I'm always calm. I'll just be calm. I'll just be calm. And I correct myself and then first, if I'm still fearful, I don't pray. I go back to gather who I am, my authority. When I get my authority, I now approach the devil with boldness and i speak the word of god with boldness my boldness will follow with the action of what boldness some of you have been who have not been sleeping tonight even you listening tonight go home this pattern of you not sleeping comes to an end when today now come on say now now, now. so what you do we are going to pray for you but you go home when you go home, announce your sleeping. Announce your what? Say, today I am free, no devil has the right to disturb me when I sleep. You pray that simple prayer and sleep. Many years ago, I was preaching in Kaboron. I was preaching on witchcraft. And I stood, it was a crusade. I stood in the tent and I said, no witch has power over me. If you are a witch here, meet me at night. I said that. And I went to sleep. When I just, I was between sleeping, you know that you are not sleeping. Between sleeping and sleeping. I heard a heavy snake fall on top of me. Boom. And uh, it was going, wow. I woke up, I said, ah, did I? Was I dripping? Now, it was dark. And the little knowledge I have is that if a snake is closer to you, you don't step on it, it won't harm you. That's what I know. And so what I did, I said, you know what? If I, I'm not dreaming now. I'm up. If I wake up to go and switch on the light, 
I may step on it. I was sure there is a snake in the room. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to wrap myself the blanket. Tomorrow morning, when I wake up, if it is in the room, I'll see it. And I did that. When I was just about between sleeping, I heard this thing pushing its head between my body and the blanket. And moved on my body. I woke up. I checked the blanket. It's not there. I remembered what I said. <laughs> that I told them, meet me what? And I said, you know, if a preacher is tired and you are provoking him, you can die. So, I warn you, if you want to die, do it again. <laughs> Amen. I warn you, if you want to do what that? And I slept. Did it come back? I could have made a mistake of waking up. The blood of Jesus. The devil would have liked it. I would have just shout, 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 shout. When I sleep, it comes again. But I boldly says, look here. The preacher is tired. Don't mess up with the preacher. You can die. If a witch was listening, he knew I have one thing to do it again, die. Left me alone. Understand your authority and use it by the word of your mouth. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. And I want you to look at that pattern that has troubled you. You're going to speak with your mouth. You don't have to shout. You simply have to say, Lord, today this pattern in my family, upon my life, has come to an end. Because my identity in Christ tells me I'm more than a conqueror. But please remember the first point I said. You must be willing to dedicate yourself to God. Because it's possible you want that pattern to break, but you still want to live your own life. It's not going to work. It's a matter of saying, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I am your child. And because I'm your child, I dedicate my life to you. This pattern has come to an end. I'll excel. I'll walk in health. Please, sickness. If right now as I'm talking to you, you have a pain in your body, it's very simple to be healed. First of all, identify who you are in Christ. Who are you? By the stripes of Jesus you are. Believe that. He became sick so that you may walk in divine health. And then, once you know that, once you know that, don't even rush to pray. Close your eyes and see him taking your sicknesses and diseases. When you believe that, then you speak to the sickness. Don't ask Jesus to heal you. I have been teaching this, but sometimes Christians don't listen. Jesus healed you on the cross. Jesus is not in the business of healing people today. He already healed people on the cross. And he said, now we, we implement what he already did. 
the manifestation of your healing is not Jesus healing you now. The manifestation of your healing is implementing the healing that Jesus provided more than 2,000 years ago. So instead of standing up and crying, Lord, have mercy on me. Just thank him that more than 2,000 years ago, you had mercy on me. And you healed me from this cancer. You healed me from this diabetes. You healed me from this headache. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Then you address that headache in a very aggressive way. And say, you have no right to be in my body. When you go home, that headache comes back. You don't have to go and say, Jesus, what I do? You get angry. You say, you did not hear me. I told you, you have no right to be in my body. If it comes again, you repeat it. You did not hear me. I told you, you have, you repeat that. If it is coming, you go and you read the Bible to read. Go on the mirror and say, I told you. You point on your stomach. You, I spoke to you, you have no right. You speak the word of God. That thing will melt away like snow in summer. Just leaves your body. It is understanding. Let's stand on our feet. And I want you to quietly, uh, because you don't have to remove the mask, just pray quietly in your mask. We have to obey the protocol given to us by, by scientists or the medical peoples. Just pray briefly. That pattern, talk to it. Address it. Just speak to it. You know that pattern. I'm not saying think about it. That's the problem. I am not saying think about that pattern. I am saying speak to it. If it is possible, close your eyes for concentration. Close your eyes so that you have concentration. Your mind is not moving up and down. And as you are looking at that pattern, be very, very be able to take control of your mind. Address that pattern. But because as I'm saying, the devil, I talked about the garden angel. The devil will be pushing your mind left, right, left. Say no. Put your mind to the Lord. And I say, I identify myself with the Son of God. He took my sickness. Be able to see Jesus taking that thing. See it, see it as you pray. See it, see it, see it, see it as you pray. Law of identification. The law of identification. If you are sick, if you are sick, if you are sick, see Jesus taking your sickness and disease. See it, see it with the eyes of faith. See it with the eyes of faith. Oh, shalabakateboroska. See it with the eyes of faith. See it coming to an end. Speak to it. Speak to it before I begin to pray for you. Guys, let me have a hand microphone. Oh, blessed be your holy name. I want you to see that miracle. I want you to see yourself. Oh, Jesus, say you are. Identify with him. Identify with him. Speak to that pattern. Tell it. 
you have come to an end today. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, shalaba kataboros kadabalaba. Yelebo salabarabaraba. Oh, Jesus. Speak to it. Speak to it. I did not say think. Think about it. I said speak. Speak. Declare. I am a child of God. You can no longer speak to. Declare you demonic guardian angel. You have lost my address. I am hidden in Christ Jesus. Oh, shadabarabakayabakayabak. Oh, sadabakadabakarabakaraba. Maya badabakarabakadabaraba. Mandebosoriandarabakadabakaraba. Nanda barabakarabakarabakarabakarabakaraba. Yabakarabakarabakarabakaraba. Somebody is getting free right now. 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 In the name of Jesus. 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 I take authority over that pattern that has tormented you. Now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Declare your position in Christ. Declare your position in Christ. Declare who you are in Christ. Law of identification. Declare you are more than a conqueror. You are above and not beneath. You are healed and not sick. All abasakanda bayakanda baraba. Yaba 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 yaba. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray. I just want you to agree. When I pray for something, agree and say amen. If it's you there. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now I bring your people. I declare all financial patterns that are negative. I command that pattern to be broken upon your life now. In the name of Jesus, be broken permanently. In the name of Jesus. I declare in Jesus' name, every negative financial pattern upon your life, we declare it broken. Every demonic guardian angel that blows your finances, that influences you to make wrong decisions, we take authority over that spirit in the name of Jesus. I command him to leave you now in the name of Jesus. Be free in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I take authority over every pattern of sickness and disease. That pattern of sickness and disease, it shall not repeat upon your life. It shall not repeat upon your family. We break it now in the name of Jesus. Pattern of cancer be broken in the name of Jesus. 
pattern of barrenness be broken in the name of Jesus. Pattern of female problems be broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Be broken in the name of Jesus. I break the pattern of depression. In the name of Jesus. You pattern of depression. You pattern of depression. I speak to the spirit behind that depression. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You spirit of depression. Go in Jesus name. Oh. Labasakarabayaba. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I address the spirit of fear upon your life. Fear, fear, fear. You demon of fear. You demon of fear. Live. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Speak this after me. Say, Father God. In the name of Jesus. I declare. Every demonic guardian angel. That has been monitoring my life. In the name of Jesus. As a son of God. As a child of God. By the authority of Jesus. I command you. From today. Live my life. In the name of Jesus. Live my life. In the name of Jesus. Oh shaka barayaba. Yishaka rabaraba. Yishake debrosarabayaba. Yishaka yabayaba. Be free in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm praying for somebody. You have this sensing of something following you. We're going to take authority over it. It's leaving you now. You spirit of the devil that shows and creates a presence in the life of somebody. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave that person. Go back where you came from. In the name of Jesus, be free in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I command every chronic disease that has created a presence in the life of somebody here. Lord Jesus, you became sick with that sickness. And the devil has no right to repeat it upon somebody. In the name of Jesus. I, I don't know if you are here or you are on the, on the watching online. There is a woman here. You have serious period pains. Whenever the month comes, it is torture. Today, it has come to an end. I command that devil to leave you. Leave a womb. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Leave a womb right now. You spirit of the devil. Leave a womb in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. It is done. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Lift up your hand to the Lord and say, Father God, Father God I, declare my position I declare my position in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. I am more than a conqueror. I am above and not beneath. Father, from today, I assert my authority over every spirit of darkness. I assert my authority in the name of Jesus Christ. I assert my authority over every spirit of the enemy. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a big hand. Come on, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for those who have been healed, those who have been set free. It shall be permanent in the name of Jesus. And they shall walk in their victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's lift our Bibles and do our confession of faith. Say, this is my Bible. My Bible is the word of God. I am what the Bible says I am. As I hear the word, I declare faith is coming in my heart. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, family, I will run through quickly on what we have learned so far. And then go into the teaching of tonight. Of course, we have talked about demonic patterns or negative patterns. Demonic patterns or negative patterns are patterns that come into our lives and we can see them to be a pattern because they come at a particular time or in the same fashion. We looked about uh, reasons behind the patterns and I said, in fact, we looked about the examples of patterns then we went to reasons about the patterns reason number one we looked about the purpose of god upon your life the purpose of god and again i want to emphasize this when i say purpose of god i'm not saying you're going to be a preacher i'm simply saying every one of us we have an assignment before god god has an assignment for us. You may not be a preacher. Someone at your workplace, in your talent, in your giftings, God wants you to be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your people. And much more, God wants to express his love through your life. And that is what the devil is fighting for. And most of us have fought battles and battles, not because we have sinned or we have done anything wrong, but because the enemy wants us to lead a life that is of battles and we don't get into the purpose of God. And I said this, please take or mark this or write it down. The area where you have struggled so much, where things have been so tough, or when you were young, where you struggled very much or a lot, that may be the area where the purpose of God is for you in your life. People who are supposed to pray for the sick, move in the healing ministry, most of them 
uh, were sick to the point of death. Some people who God wants to, to be a blessing to the body of Christ in one area or another. That area, the enemy will bring challenges. Okay, then we looked about the pattern and godly practices. And godly practices can bring a pattern. What are ungodly practices? We talked about occult practices. What is occult? For those who are not there, occult, it is the experience of the supernatural whose source is not the Holy Spirit. And uh, you can experience those supernaturals in, on two or in two ways or two branches. It is the branch of power and the branch of supernatural knowledge. If you experience anything, power, power, and the source is not the Holy Spirit, that's occult. Supernatural knowledge. And some of you people, you like people to prophesy on you. Every time you meet a person and say, what do you see on me? And somebody may not even be a Christian or a prophet. They can use the spirit of divination. And once they do that, you have ventured into occult. Then yesterday, we looked at covenants. 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 When we enter into ungodly covenants, we can open the door for ungodly patterns. And one of the things I talked about, ungodly patterns in covenants, is to have a demonic guardian angel. And I want to say that a little bit more. A demonic guardian angel is a demonic spirit that follows a person and monitor their lives. It's there. Just as every born-again Christian, we have angels of God. But this is what happens. Angels of God only acts when we pray or speak or command. They wait for our prayer. But demonic guardian angels, they follow and obstruct. They can obstruct your life. You find things are not working well. One of the things... I was, I was talking to, to Sister Gladys. She's the one who has been airing the, the programs and, the, and, and Mam Ruti. I was saying, since I have been a born-again Christian and I've been doing deliverance, I, in fact, I think I said this also on, on when I was preaching. There is a one demonic guardian angel that I have seen time and again. When you are conducting deliverance, you are teaching deliverance, there are people who will never come to the workshop. They can attend the meetings left and right. The day you are going to have uh, the, the practical deliverance, something will take them out. Those are demonic guardian angels. Demonic guardian angels can be sensed. There are people who sense the presence. They can be moving. They sense. They know they are followed by something. Many years ago, when I was in Mathiken, a lady came to me and said, I need prayer. I said, what's your, your problem? She said, Pastor, I don't sleep because about 8 o'clock, something comes and starts talking to me. No one can see it except me. And she'll be talking, she'll be talking, and they the sleep about 3 o'clock in the morning. And I said, what is it? He says, you can't understand. In fact, when I came, when I was entering your office, this thing works with me. It remained on the door. I said, okay, 
That's the last time, the last time you see it. Prayed for her, that thing disappeared. That's what we call demonic guardian angels. Demonic guardian angels can bring a pattern in your life that can be there until you break them. Okay, now, how do we experience deliverance or breaking the ungodly patterns? That's what we're going to venture in justice in a short time and then go into prayer into prayer i was going all that for those who are not there how do you break ungodly patterns the first thing which is very important it is to recognize the pattern possibly even the reason behind it and then decide to break it what do i mean you realize that this pattern is after the purpose of God, or I was involved in occultic practices, or they say covenant, covenant. But don't make covenants for money. Money, want money, you go and make a lot of things for power. The price you will pay is very high. If you don't pay the price before you die, your children will pay the price. There is no free gift from the devil. Please listen to that. The devil never gives any free gift. The devil can never protect you. It is, it is you see, people have been robbing your, 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 your business. And then you go to arm the robbers and say, guys, protect me. They may protect you for some time. But those people one day, if you don't fulfill their conditions, they will rob you too and kill you to make sure they keep everything hidden. No, no information going out. So don't sign any pact for anything with the devil. The devil is the devil. There is no free gift. There is no free lunch with the devil. He may try to see like you are being helped here and there, but I can tell you time will come. Free, free, free from the Freemasonaries if you are born again. You can make some money, big connections, but the pay time will come. I can tell you that. Pay time will come. So, number one, if you want to be free, it is that you must recognize the pattern and make up your mind to be free. I don't know how I can tell Christians like that. Because this pattern, some of them are not just like having sicknesses. is not having accidents. Some of the patterns are sinful. You have a sinful pattern. That is really ruining your life. You're not going to be free until you say enough is enough. Enough is enough. There must be a day in your life, if it is in your family, you say this has to come to an end. It has to come to an end. Even if people have been dying in the family, people are not getting married in the family. You've got to make up your mind and say, this has come to an end next year or before the end of the year. I'll be the first to be married in my... There must be anger. You must be aggressive. You must be angry to say, the devil has stolen from my family and my life. Enough is enough. You see, the challenge is that sometimes, Christians, you are so compressed. It's like, if it comes, it comes. The things of God doesn't, do not work like that. 
things of God require vigilance. It requires you've got to be violent. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violent and the violent take it by force. Very important. Sometimes Christians are so complacent. So complacent. If, if that's good English. Okay. When you reach that, you are angry. You say it has to come to an end. If it's poverty, it must come to an end. If it is sickness, it must come to an end. I'm not giving it another week in my body. You know, when a person makes up his mind, help will come. I can tell you that. God will bring help. Now, some of us, we don't make up our mind in an aggressive way. In an aggressive way. If, if, if some people want to be healed by their, or delivered in their comfort or when it is convenient. When it's convenient. The woman with the issue of blood is an example. Made up her mind. Okay. Number two, very important. You must understand the law of identification and inheritance. I'm going to explain that. You must understand the law of identification and inheritance. Please listen very carefully. All the problems that we go through as humans, the reality is that the cause of that is the fall of Adam. That's all. It, don't even blame yourself so much. We did not sin because we, we did not become sinners because we sin. We sin because we are sinners in Adam. We is a generational thing. It is our identity. Our identity in Adam. In Adam, we were open to demonic enslavement. In Adam, sickness and disease came. In Adam, demonic oppression came. In other words, although you and me can do something that opens the door, but the major door opener is our identity or our identification. We are identified with Adam. We are born in Adam. That's very important. Say this after me if you can. You say, all the troubles, demonic troubles, came upon me because of Adam. You have to know that. Now, because of identification with Adam, we came where we are. Devils oppresses born-again Christians and born-again Christians. It is not your fault or your doing. It is because you were born in the bloodline of Adam. Now, go to the book of Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Going to read uh, some verses that are very interesting. This is a revelation God gave me in 1991. I can tell you almost every week I read Romans chapter 5. If not every day, if I'm, I'm reading the Bible. Okay, go to the book of Romans chapter 5. Gonna read from verse 17. And it will help you. Verse 17 says, this is a comparison statement. The Bible says, if by one man's offense, who is Adam, death reigned by one, who is Adam, much more they, you and me, who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. The Bible is saying, 
I will paraphrase it. It is saying, look how much we have been oppressed by one man's sin. But now, we are no longer under that man. We are now born again. We have received the righteousness of God. How much more shall we reign instead of being defeated? How much more shall we reign in Christ? Verse 18. Verse 18. Therefore, as by one man's offense, judgment came upon omen to condemnation. Even so, righteousness of one, by the righteousness of one, the gift of, of gift has come upon all men unto justification. Verse 19. Follow me. For if by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, you can put many came under the oppression of the devil. Many got the patterns, negative patterns, by one man's disobedience. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous or be made free or break the dominance of the devil. In other words, the Bible is talking about the law of identification. The law is saying, just imagine the pattern of sin entered into our lives as humans because of Adam. In Christ, the pattern of righteousness must come. The pattern of poverty entered. It doesn't matter what happened. Behind that is the law of identification. Very important. You've, it's a comparison statement that we are reading. Let me ask you a question. If through Adam, sin reigned, the devil reigned over people's lives, and because of Adam, many came under demonic oppression. The Bible is saying, why can't you receive your deliverance that now you are identified with the Christ? Remember, when we were born physically, we were born with the identity of Adam. So everything that comes in the bloodline of Adam, we became recipients, not by doing, but by identity. It is not by our doing, it's by identity. Even the doing that we do simply amplifies what we already are in Adam. But the Bible is saying, now your identity has changed. The day you got born again, you are not a sinner now. You are a child of God. You are a son of God. You filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. How much more shall you not walk in victory? Very important. Very important. Let me tell you this family. One of the revelations you are going to receive is the law of identification. Law of identification. What do I mean really? What do I mean? Because when you are going to receive that law, the revelation of identification and apply it in your areas uh, where you are having challenges, you are going to be free. What is identification? Again, we are Sinners because we were born under Adam. We are righteous because we are born under Christ. But understand Christ's, Christ's identification. Christ's identification with you and me 
with us is that he became sin so that we can become righteous. Listen to this. You see, when Jesus became sin and he was dying on the cross, it is really you who was dying on the cross. He was dying on your behalf. It is like you are playing football and they have a, a, a team of 11 people and there is a substitute. If one guy plays for five minutes, is injured and then they bring in a substitute. When they win the game, the substitute will not be among the 11 people because that substitute went to play on behalf of the person who was injured. So Jesus Christ, listen to this. When Jesus hung on the cross, it is you who hung on the cross. You identified with him because he identified with me. When Jesus was buried, you were buried with him. The Bible says so. You were buried with him. When he resurrected, you resurrected. When he overcame devils, you overcame. In other words, everything Jesus did on the cross, everything, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, is sitting far above, they are credited to you and me when you are born again. When you are born again, you are resurrected in Christ. When you are born again, you have conquered the devil in Christ. When you are born again, you are seated far above all principalities and powers. When you are born again, you became the son or the child of God. You are a child of God. Very important. You see, don't approach the issue of deliverance in fear and self-pity. Raise up your countenance. Be angry. And say, the devil cannot continue doing this. I have transferred from Adam to Christ. My identity is in Christ. Come on, say that after me. So I'm no longer under Adam. My identity is in Christ. His victory is my victory. His authority is my authority. As he is in heaven, so I am here on earth. Man, when I learned that, when I learned that, I deal with the devil cheaply. I deal with the devil cheaply. Because I understand my identity with Christ. Now, if you don't understand that, you're going to be pleading for the devil to leave you. It doesn't work like that. Because you see, that pattern, that pattern, you have the right and the power to stop it. Being a child of God, you have a legal right. But apart from that, you have the power of Christ in you. So look at that pattern and be convinced that because this is who I am in Christ, I can stop it tonight. Tonight. You're not talking about tomorrow. Tonight, you can stop it. Okay, number three. Number three, realize once you identify yourself, you know the law of identity, the next thing you are going to do, it is possibly to make a confession or repentance or breaking the covenants if they are there. If they are not there, just break them, you lose nothing. You are identifying with the person or the forefathers who made that covenant repent.
repent on their behalf. Now, you are not repenting to be forgiven. You are repenting to break the legal ground. That guardian angel I'm talking about, the demonic guardian angel, he will follow you until you break the legal ground. When you break the legal ground, he will move on his own. It is very simple. Simple prayer. That thing will live. I, I can't tell you a lot of things. Because some of the testimonies, if I can tell you, you are going to see is making up. I have seen things like that. You see, there are people who feel your shoulders, your shoulders are heavy. You, are, you, you walk like your shoulders are very heavy. And the, sometimes the back ache like that. You, you can have a demonic, demonic guardian angel sitting on your shoulder, maybe in the form of a monkey. If, a, if the Lord can open somebody's eyes, spiritual eyes, they will see a monkey sitting on top of you. And that thing will never leave you until you break the covenant that was made. Or you repent where it needs to repent. There are people who feel something hot here. It does feel hot. As I said, some people, when they are moving, they feel the presence. That presence, you can break it. You are a child of God. You can break it. Okay, let's go to the book of Nehemiah. I'm ready to pray. few minutes. few minutes, we go into prayer. The book of Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah. 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 The book of Nehemiah, we find here, when Nehemiah was about to go, and build the walls of Jerusalem. The first thing he did was to break what I may call the, the reason or what caused the enemy to put them in bondage. Nehemiah, I don't have Nehemiah in my Bible. Man, I have it. Okay, Nehemiah chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 5. Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah received the information from the brothers who came from Jerusalem. And they told him, our land is in shame, is in, in rumbles. It has been burned down. And he said, no, we're going to build. But the, he knew for the walls to be broken down, the children of Israel sinned. You find the same thing in Daniel. They sinned. I cannot go and build the walls of Jerusalem without dealing with the sin that opened the door. There was, the devil was being given a legal right. And if you, if you consider, if you consider for you who have read the Bible, after the children of Israel went into Babylon, there was a prince of Persia on top. It is a demonic guardian that guarded them that they cannot go anywhere. And Daniel repented and prayed. Then the Bible says the prince of Persia was dislodged. He was not going to be dislodged without Daniel repenting and praying. And they could have done every gymnastic, but they were under the demonic guardian of the prince of Persia. They cannot go free. Now, Go to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1. Gonna read verse 5. The Bible says, And I beseech thee. Now he's praying. In fact, let's go to verse 4. Let's go to verse 4. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept. 
and he mourned the certain days, and he fasted and he prayed before the God of heaven. He mourned, he prayed, fasted for certain days. Now, let me tell you this. There are people who have serious, serious challenges, but they can never go into serious prayer and fasting. I know you are the righteousness of God, but sometimes it takes serious prayer and fasting to prepare yourself for the battle. It takes that. You, it's not, it doesn't mean when you pray and fast, you get, you, that's the time God works on you. You are, you are putting down the flesh. You are putting your spirit in the place where you are alert and able to deal with the enemy. Prayer and fasting is very important. Very, very important. Okay. He fasted. Verse 5. And I beseech thee, God, O Lord God of heaven and the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Verse 6. Let thine eyes now be attentive and thine ears open and that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant which I pray before thee now day and night. Again, he is not praying just praying uh, Roman Catholic prayers. No. Day and night. He zeroes in. This must come to an end. Okay. For the children of Israel. Now listen to this. He's not saying I. He's now confessing what the people who opened the door. For the children of Israel, thy servants, I confess the sin. For the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. Verse 7, we have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept thy covenant, nor the statutes, nor the judgment which thou commanded thy servant Moses. You can pray such a prayer. We say, Lord Jehovah, God of heaven, I see this problem I have it is following Bakwena or Bomusholozu, whatever group you are in. Bomadiba, we have sinned. You, it, if it's generational, you, we have sinned. Barorong, we have sinned. You, it doesn't mean God will forgive them all. But you are identifying to say, Lord, I agree. This which has been done in my clan is sin. I agree. I confess. If it is your family, you are consumers, you pray. Lord, we the consumers have sinned. We have done this. Our fathers made covenants. And today, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness that that covenant which was made was wrong. Forgive, O oh Lord. And today, I come before you, covenant-keeping God. I, I disassociate myself from that covenant. I break it. I break that covenant upon my family and the generations to come. Once you are doing that, you are breaking the demonic, the demonic legal ground. Very easy to be delivered. I can't give you everything. Check yourself. Where do you think the door was open? Is there any covenant? If you don't know, pray a general prayer. If you pray a general prayer, nothing is happening. Pray in tongues. Just pray. 
take some time. Sometimes it may take one week, one month. Seek the Lord to say, God, why is this happening upon my life? Family, God is interested in setting you free more than you do. The Holy Spirit will show you. There are things that I never saw and I never knew, but the Holy Spirit showed me back home. The Holy Spirit brought it to my understanding. Sometimes it takes time, but ultimately God is going to show you and deliver you. You pray that prayer. Then once you pray that prayer, we go to the last, uh, uh, to my own point, what? Fourth point, I think so. You go to the point where we say, address the situation at hand or the pattern behind like you are addressing a person. You heard me very clearly. Address, don't pray in tongues. When we come to addressing the pattern, don't pray in tongues. Pray in your normal language or English. For example, if you have had a pattern of every time you have money, somebody dies. Every time you have some money, something comes and takes money. You need to pray that, Lord, if there was any covenant made over money in my family, and that demon claims money in my family, Lord, from today, I break it. In the name of Jesus. You spirit that takes money. You, sp- you, you pray, pray. You know what it does. Pray specifically. If you have a sickness that comes time and again. You speak against the spirit behind that sickness. If you are, you are having this presence. You've got to address it. You spirit. You demonic guardian angel. In the name of Jesus. Today, I I command you to leave my house. The angel of God will come and guard me. I'm a child of God bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. You, you, You speak boldly. Speak boldly as a person who is in authority. You speak boldly. You speak boldly. You speak boldly. You speak boldly. We're going to pray like that. You speak it. You speak it. You know, I told you this. There was a time when my family, in my family, people are dying like flies. I mean, I mean, people are dying left. And I got very angry. It is from 1994 to now. I have not buried a close relative. No, I have not. Here in the church, I said this. We're not going to bury anyone here. I I pray when coronavirus is started, you don't know how many days I prayed and fasted. Praying is not, you just don't say, it is not going to happen. No. When I hear one member of the church as a coronavirus, I get very angry. And I pray seriously. I don't pray. I tell the devil, you speak. Spirit of death, of death, you have no place in this church. And I can assure you, when you approach the devil with that hunger, he listens. But you see, a lot of us, we, 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 are, we are too gentle for the enemy. We, we approach him with this gentle, you've got to be angry. And say, it's not going to happen now. I talked about the calling of God. There is a child in your family who the devil has been pursuing. Don't get angry with that child even though they are misbehaving. 
If your child has been on drugs, don't, don't have an attitude. Because when you treat him badly, you are pushing them to the devil. Love them and pray for them. You tell them, you tell the devil, this child was in my womb. I cannot give birth to the devil's child. No, I gave birth to a child of God. You spirit of the devil, let go my child. You address the spirit, the pattern. You pray over it, you pray over it, and, and you do it by faith. Okay, the last point. Last point. I'm going to pray with you. The last point, once you pray that prayer, obviously the devil will go. It will be broken. But, here's a warning. The devil will always come to check out, to find out if you know. Sometimes we pray for people. We pray for people. We pray. And they are delivered, totally delivered. Two days later, it comes again. Now, it is not that the demon is having authority. He wants to find out your stand. Now, to stop that, you've got to go into what we call confession for possession. You wake up in the morning. Even if you feel this thing you declare, I declare in the name of Jesus, in Christ I'm more than a conqueror. Take scriptures. Speak the word of God there. Sometimes, Guys, let me let me tell you this. The secret of the devil is persistence. Is persistence. If he has been at a certain time for some time, he won't go just easily. No, he will try to show. But if you persist enough, persist enough in the confession of the word, ultimately the devil will realize that mm, this person has realized that he or she has victory over me. Then the last thing, make a personal covenant if possible where you are the problem. If you are the problem, the devil has been stealing your money. Why don't you make a covenant with God with your money? <laughs> Why you can't do that? Say, God, this money now, the devil has stolen my money for the past 40 years. Today, I make a covenant with you. My money is your money. Why can't you make a covenant between your life? Your body, my body now, Lord, belongs to you. Why can't you make a covenant between you and your child? Between God and your child. God, this child will save you. Covenants will protect you. And a lot of us, we are not ready to make covenants with God because we want some independence. We want independence. Uh, uh, I don't want to commit myself. There are Christians who say, uh, 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 I don't want to commit myself too much. I'm, I'm okay like this. When you are doing that, you are telling the enemy, I still have room for you. Okay, we're going to pray tonight. I'm going to pray for you. Especially if you have something following you. You have something that you think, that shadow is going to leave you tonight. Tonight. Sometimes that thing troubles you. It could be in the night. It could be during the day. It doesn't matter. It is going to leave you tonight. I want you to lift up your hand, the right hand. Pray this prayer after me. Every one of us. Every one of us. I want you to say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I declare my righteousness is not of mine. My righteousness 
is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. As I was identified with Adam and I became a slave of sin, I became a slave of the devil. I declare in the name of Jesus, because my, I'm born again, I identify myself with Christ. In Christ, I am the righteousness of God. Come on, speak it louder. I am the righteousness of God. In Christ, I am more than a conqueror. In Christ, I have been liberated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. In Christ, I have overcome the enemy. You spirit of the enemy, you have no legitimate authority over my life. Father God, I identify with my forefathers. If there is any forefather in my family who made a covenant or a pact with the devil, who involved himself or herself in occult practices and opened the door, gave a food order to the devil to torment, to have a pattern in my life and in my family. Father, I repent and I detach myself from that covenant. From today, I break that covenant. I break every witchcraft power following me. Any covenant, any altar, any sacrifice that may have been made by my forefather back in my generation, I renounce that sacrifice and I bring forth the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus to speak for me instead of the sacrifice of my forefathers. I renounce it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Jehovah God, that from today, the voice of the blood of Jesus shall speak for me. The voice of the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus shall speak over me, my life, and my children, than any voice of a demonic sacrifice that was made back in my life. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare even every demonic angel, every demonic angel that has been following me as a guardian angel, today you spirit of the devil, I renounce you, leave, no shadow of you shall be closer to me in the name of Jesus. I divorce you, I command you to leave me in the name of Jesus. Everlasting Father, because I am your son, bought by the blood, the angels of God from above are my guardians. No demonic guardian shall be upon my life. No demon shall monitor my going in the name of Jesus Christ. Shall control my life in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you tonight. As the man of God prays, I am receiving my deliverance in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your right hand. I'm praying for you now. Jehovah Elohim, God of Abraham. Lord, I want to thank you for authority to cast every devil, to break every curse, every demonic pattern. Somebody, God, who has been having a pattern that the enemy blows the finances. When the finances come, they are blown. The devil blows. I declare from today that blowing demon, I curse him in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
every pattern of almost there in your business, almost there in your finances, almost there in your relationships. I take authority over the demon of almost there. You are reaching now. You are arriving. Your package of blessings is coming. You are not going to be almost there in relationships. I break that spirit in the name of Jesus. And I declare you will get married. Almost there in employment. Almost there in business. I cut off that demon in your life and in your generation. In the name of Jesus. Yedebo so koriander. Hayakabrosaria. I take authority over every sickness upon your life. That has been a demonic pattern. In the name of Jesus. If there is any demonic angel sitting upon your shoulders. Sitting upon your head. Binding you. I loose you. Be loosed. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every demonic presence that you have been sensing upon your life. I cut it off. Let the presence of Jehovah Elohim who said I shall not leave you nor forsake you. Let him be upon you. No demonic angel. In the name of Jesus. I thank you Jehovah God. Come on give the Lord a big hand. Declare. Declare. Speak to that, that pattern. Speak to it. Just speak to it yourself. Say I break you. I break you. You shall not continue from tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Come and talk to it. You know the pattern. Be specific. Be specific. Don't don't wear, don't, 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 don't worry about the person behind you. It is your freedom. Speak to that pattern. Speak to that pattern. Bless your child. Speak that from today, your blood, your bloodline has changed. No spirit of the enemy shall follow the bloodline because you have the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Come on, go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Few minutes, few minutes, few minutes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mande keshika makaraba. Yeke tekebo sukorobo koshika. We bless you king of kings. We bless you Jehovah Elohim. We thank you God of Abraham. God of Isaac. And God of Jacob. Lift up your hand and say father God. Thank you. For breaking this pattern. I declare it broken. Permanently. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. And amen.